and welcome to another edition of Fortinet Live. I'm Rick Peters, the CISO or field CISO for operational technology here for Fortinet in North America. And today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Troy Amet. He is the field CISO for life sciences and healthcare for Fortinet. And today, we're here to talk about cybersecurity priorities and threats that face healthcare and operational technology, two areas that he and I are passionate about. And they both touch into what we characterize as critical infrastructure as we enter 2022. Hey, welcome, Troy. Great to see you again. Hey, great to see you, Rick. You know, Troy, it seems like we do, we're seeing a lot of the same themes repeat. You know, some might characterize it, characterize it as Groundhog Day, right? You know, these spikes in the pandemic and the constant shifts. We think we're making progress. We're starting to return or recharacterize what might be a new normal. And we kind of go backwards again. And that seems to be something that's occurred now a number of times over the last two years. But one thing that's been consistent, right, is the continued transition and the digital acceleration for our customers. I know for operational technology, that has not slowed down at all. What are you seeing in the healthcare industry? Yeah, I don't think I could have stated it better. You know, just when healthcare thinks we've turned a corner, you know, we continue to have a lot of challenges and those challenges fortunately continue to be overcome, you know, leveraging digital transformation, um, whether it's a new challenge, you know, something new that we're facing in the pandemic that we haven't faced before, or maybe a challenge that's evolving, right? Whether it's testing, now now able to do home testing and that type of thing, and all the logistics within the supply chain to, to make that a reality, which is really great. Now, many of the listeners may or may not know my background, but I, I came from the provider space doing digital transformation, implementing EMRs, and then you know, really just recently, um, you know, being a, a CISO for two of the largest health systems in the U.S. And, and you know, coming to Fortinet after that first wave of being on the front lines of the pandemic, we were really reinventing or inventing patient treatment plans and clinical guidance, you know, building testing centers, uh, expanding inpatient capacity and dramatically expanding virtual visit platforms. Large health system, I was at 50 uh, hospitals, over 60,000 employees. We were only doing 100 virtual visits per month. Now those same organizations are doing over 45,000 virtual visits, which has been just a huge adoption and a really big step forward for, for the healthcare ecosystem. You know, after that, it was really a, a heroic effort to vaccinate almost 4 billion people to date as we, as we talk today, which is just tremendous. All of these initial challenges during the, you know, during the pandemic continue to evolve and adapt and leverage new technologies and digital transformation. You know, really just a few that I just wanted to touch on specifically, workforce mobilization. You know, my organization, we moved 6,000 people home in two weeks. Um, virtual visit platforms, I talked about the numbers and how dramatic that was. And, you know, I'm gonna talk a little bit later and interested in your feedback as well about, you know, now the adversaries are take, gonna take advantage of this transformation. Uh, data analytics and data sharing, getting, data to state and local governments about where we're at from an infection rate, where we're at from a vaccine uh, administration and adoption rate. Um, you know, internally within our own organization, we had to use a lot of data analytics for, for things like knowing where we're at from a PPE perspective, understanding where we're at from an ICU bed, uh, you know, rate perspective. So, so really dramatic. Um, you know, patient testing and laboratory centers, pharma and, and life sciences, I, I talked about you know, the, the billions of, of doses that we've we've administered, what that did for a lot of those pharma organizations is brand amplification. It put a big target on their back 
with regard to you know them as an organization. Uh, those organizations had to do a lot of clinical trials and research to adopt and and um, and engineer those vaccines. Expansion, as you would know better than I, of expansion of operational technology to manufacture and distribute those those vaccines. Um, you know, the digital transformation over the last 24 months has been really incredible. Um, but let's pivot. Maybe I just want to touch on you know maybe a little bit of the darker side of it. You know, the adversaries continue to uh, you know track and take inventory of this transformation and see how they can monetize the attacks. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe I'll stop there and just interested in your perspective on this as well. It's interesting. You brought up a couple of points that really resonated with me there, Troy. One, you know, um, you know with my background coming from the intelligence community, I'm, I'm a hound for data. I, right. I rely on it to make decisions, to judge, to evaluate as opposed to what you could read out there in open source, because that could be very misleading. Mm -hmm. But I think one thing you mentioned is absolutely true is the speed of innovation and the adoption of innovation in the healthcare industry. And I think that extends from healthcare facilities to the infrastructure to pharma development and, and production. I mean, it's very cross-cutting, right? And so I think there's a natural need to shift attention proportionally, right, to how we're protecting and being situationally aware of what's going on. And that takes us into the cybersecurity domain. And that's where I get a little geeky. And I know you and I are really amped up about trying to raise the bar, right? And it really is cross-cutting. I know, I know when I sat back and thought about it at the close of 2021, thinking about what lies ahead, you know, one of the things is true for, for healthcare and OT, they're in the crosshairs of the adversary. All you, you got to do is read the headlines. And even if they're exaggerated, the headlo headlines amplify that, uh, adversaries have been successful. They're targeting and the consequence of their successful targeting is what has really, I think, got most of the executive leaders uh, really not just paying attention, but trying to figure out what is our course of correction? What is our course of action? What are the steps we should be taking you know, to be able to stay ahead of, to be more proactive instead of reactive? Because these industries can't afford to wait until after the fact. There's too much at stake. We know that, and we also understand that the stakes are high from the standpoint of accessing data and profiting from it. And often that that's kind of a byproduct of a successful attack. So, you know, as I thought further about it, I wanted for for the pharmaceutical industry, I'm aware because I do work with some of the production companies that this is very high on their list. Uh, but are you witnessing the same uh, kind of a penchant uh, in, in healthcare as I'm seeing in operational technology? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as we look at the kind of the timeline of the, of the pandemic, it's been about two years. And I would I would really say about the first seven months of the pandemic between, you know, really the beginning of 2020 up until the, you know, maybe first, uh, you know, half of, of 2020, the adversaries were, I would say, ignoring or, or not attacking the provider space as much. However, as they saw the digital transformation really accelerate and health systems become very focused on COVID-19, they saw an opportunity. So right. we saw a dramatic spike in ransomware attacks. And these ransomware attacks were very successful in disrupting operations during a time that health systems were very challenged, you know, just staffing their own hospitals, having enough PPE and those types of things. So the, the adversaries were, you know, um, you know, very successful, forcing health systems to pay tens of millions of dollars in ransomware because it, it wasn't a question if they if they you know uh, could just wait and continue to be down. This was affecting you know patients' ability to get 
um, you know, vaccination, or I'm sorry, able to get vaccinations one, but then another to get results from testing as well. Uh, but it didn't stop there, right? The, the challenges didn't stop inside the four walls of a health system. What's been more prevalent, I would say now in the next, you know, or last six months to a year is cloud application providers that provide critical um, applications to health systems such as payroll, staffing and scheduling, revenue cycle and billing, and then electronic medical records even more recently have been impacted. And these are organizations that provide services to these health systems. So that's that's been a bit of a pivot. I've seen away from health systems as they're going after, you know, bigger, you know, cloud application service providers that, you know, really need to leverage things like zero trust and, a, um, you know, a, a comprehensive security approach to security. You know, we're going to talk a little more about trust in a minute, but it, but it reminded me as you were talking that there's tremendous synergy and even overlap, right, between between our verticals, healthcare and operational technology. You know, the critical nature of what's going on is the fact that they do overlap. You know, but we have a lot of the same care abouts, you know, reliability and safety. Those are paramount in, in operational technology. And I think well, what's different in healthcare? Probably nothing, right? Because you have to be able to understand the consequence of an attack, but more importantly, get out in front of it. I think that's the big penchant today is figuring out how to pivot quickly because it's not an option. We have to be able to get out in front of that. And our leaders have to have a healthy respect for the need to not just pay attention to, but to invest in the innovation and the technology that allows that to be a true statement. Because readiness, uh, particularly in OT today, is is really on the, on the top of the list for many critical infrastructures. And I don't think uh, OT or healthcare are different in that regard, but let's talk a little bit about trust because I think that's been a foundational element. I know it has been over the last two to three years evolving and maturing the solution space. At the end of the day, and as you were just talking about, the, the, the reality is not all business takes pl place on-prem, right? It's extended out to the cloud. We know we have software-defined networking as a part of the topology, the environment that depends on cloud to move massive amounts of information and data, data which, by the way, is attractive and important to the company itself, but equally important and attractive to the adversary who would seek to misuse it. So the, the stakes are high. You know, How are your customers making different choices to enable what we'll call cyber protection or cyber defense and visibility uh, for healthcare? Yeah, great question. I, I think two things that have been very successful is, is first and foremost, foundationally embedding security into the business practice, right? So that as you're doing digital transformation within healthcare, governance has been really challenging. The business wants to move very quickly to, you know, maybe adopt new technologies or new clinical workflows. But it's important for security to, be, to really be embedded into those workflows. But then as well, it's important to really adopt and you know, some of the new terms that we're hearing about today is is maybe a mesh type fat, a mesh type, um, you know, architecture to security. And we've always been talking at Fortinet about about a fabric based approach, but really more foundationally is really having a con, um, you know, a comprehensive integrated approach to security is is really so important. And zeroing in on zero trust, I think, what health systems are now finding out, whether it's through their insurance plans or cybersecurity insurance plans, you know, previously being only about 70% adopted into multi-factor authentication. So a portion of zero trust that we're seeing, you know, really a much higher adoption uh, is, is around, is around uh, multi-factor authentication, but then also just having, 
zero trust embedded into networks to really minimize the footprint of, of an attack that could happen within a health system. I'd like to uh, hit on one more point before we close out our session today, our, our conversation. And that gets more into understanding the, the state of what's happening on that, on that cyber front, the attack front. We know tactics and techniques continue to evolve. We're seeing some sophistication, right, uh, that goes beyond the IT domain because of the very connectivity, the digital connectivity and the dependence on being able to move information data across those domains. And even supply chain, right, became uh, a high-amped uh, topic just a year ago. And we're really in the midst of trying to wrestle with that. That hasn't diminished at all. So there's a whole lot going on that's structured and you could even argue criminally based. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, as we're moving forward into 2022, let's, uh, let's address what our CISOs, what our leadership, healthcare leadership should be thinking about. And more specifically, what do you expect these leaders to face in 2022 in terms of uh, cyber maturity and, and things that they really want to be able to move on or accomplish as part of, of taking a logical step forward? Yeah, good question. And I think what I'm seeing, you know, from, from a lot of health systems is, is they understand they can't go at it alone, right? So they're leveraging Fortinet partners to, to you know, really accelerate their adoption of security across zero trust and, uh, you know, more comprehensive approach. So that's that's a prediction that I have that I think that I'm, I'm hearing at the executive table, they're getting better buy-in, that they don't have to do it just within their own four walls. You know, uh, you know, another area that I think is is leaders and CEOs are, are far, starting to find out that, you know, really cyber attack can affect operations. And, you know, going back 18, 24 months ago, that wasn't something that organizations realized. They didn't they didn't believe that an electronic medical record or the ability to do electronic prescribing of of, of uh, pharmaceuticals and those types of things selling, sending uh, maybe maybe um, prescriptions to um, you know different retail pharmacies that that could be disrupted and and now we're seeing health systems have you know two to three months of downtime that's becoming really real a, a constant discussion that that we're having with executives so so they're doubling down on security they're starting to to understand it much better so I, I think between that and and really reinvesting in security operations because what we're seeing is the health systems that have had near misses that have maybe become more mature within security operations to get a, a front of, in front of or limit the damage, they're being successful and that word is getting out there. That's excellent. Certainly the proportional investment and this the idea of it really being a team sport, I think is very, very important as we move forward in 2022. Uh, there's just no single logo out there that's got this wrestled and contained. Right. And I think the the attitude or the aptitude of, of our community to be able to work together collaboratively, I think is going to be a huge uh, advantage. And it's going to allow us to consider the adoption of, of techniques and technology that get into behavioral analysis and really get to be more proactive. It's going to put us in a much better position as we look back on this year, 12 months from now. And at least I'm certainly hopeful of that. That's my goal. Hey, you know, Troy, I want to say thank you again for joining us here at Fortinet Live. It's always a treat. Uh, touching on topics of the day with you. Yeah, thank you, Rick. This has been a great discussion. Have a great day. You as well. And for everyone, this has been Fortinet Live. <laughs>